0: Thank you so much. Yeah, it's great to be together with you this morning, and uh, we have, uh, over the last number of years, really enjoyed getting to know your staff and a few of you, but one person in particular, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but Jamie Anderton is on our staff team. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Jamie Scottney. Wow, yes. Uh, Yeah, but she uh, is on maternity leave, so we are missing her. We're missing her very cheerful, happy face in all of our meetings, but also this, the depth of her faith and relationship with Jesus is contagious for all of us. And so, yeah, but looking forward to the fall when she's going to come back, and maybe Levi will join her on a few of our Zoom calls. Who knows? Um... But yeah, thank you also for hosting our team this coming weekend, uh, Friday to Tuesday, July 8th to the 12th. We have a small group of... uh, our staff and key volunteers from across Central Canada. We even have somebody from California coming. And we are just uh, excited to be together with you for um, this weekend. Excited to serve uh, at your pancake breakfast. It's a cultural event that we get just to dive in and get to know a little bit more about Calgary. But uh, we're going to be doing sessions every morning at 10 a.m. and at 7 p.m., so you're welcome to join us. We will be exploring some, uh, on Monday and Tuesday, we'll be exploring some of the... Not diff-
1: this Monday, Tuesday.
0: Nope, the okay. next no. one, 11th and 12th, uh, some ministries in uh, the northwest, Go, northeast, Going to some uh, First Nations ministries in the area as well. So really looking forward to our time together. And thank you for opening up your church to us.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Near the end of our teach time, I'm going to be sharing a poem with you that a friend that you might know, uh, Denver Denver Wilson. Anyone remember Denver Wilson? He worked here years ago. Anyways, he also says of Jamie Scotney, this is the most pure person I've ever met in my life. So anyway, <laughs> hello from Denver.
0: Yes. As Lloyd tra- and Denver do a lot of fishing Lots together. A of fishing
1: together, yeah. So as transition, uh, let me just read the first few verses of Psalm 1. Uh, this morning, uh, Carol and I want to kind of dip into the Psalms as we take a look at the, uh, the mountaintops and the valleys of mission. Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk and step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Psalm 1 is this picture Of God's kingdom. It's 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 a beautiful way to actually read the rest of the Psalms is to read it through this This kind of paradigm and that is the picture is people People the kingdom of God are like trees deep roots and leaves that don't wither God's desire is for all of us to bear fruit. That's where the word multiply we kind of copy that from it's from Genesis, right? Go forward and multiply it bear fruit Uh, But life isn't just green springs and summers like you're having here right now in Calgary. It's so beautifully green. There are floods and there are droughts. There are mountaintops and there are valley bottoms. Life has its share of good and bad. And so one of the most significant things that we do in our mission training is we actually do this thing where every day, usually in the evening, we ask people on on their mission teams, To just simply go around the circle and share your mountaintop and your valley of the day. Sometimes if you haven't seen each other for a while, you might do your mountaintop and valley of the week or something like that. And why? Why do we do highs and lows? And why do we find that this is so significant in mission? Like we even encourage our long-termers to do this. Carol and I do this. Here's a couple of reasons why we do it. If daily you just be intentional about reflecting on those highs and lows... You get a chance to celebrate you actually think back through the day and you celebrate what's God done what are the good things the faithfulness the provision of the day we can actually when that happens and you're with people you celebrate one another without even knowing it you're starting to celebrate each other and what God is doing in your life but at the same time you get to do lament you lament together life is full of challenges suffering and uh, we remember oh yeah God is with us when it really sucks And by doing that, we get intimate in the sense of we're real. You just get to be real with one another. And you learn to hear people like you've never heard them before and encourage one another. And with that, it helps teams to avoid big conflicts because what you're doing is every day, you're letting off a little bit of steam so that you don't have a blow-up along the way. And so in this little tradition or habit of the heart, whatever you want to call it, uh, we allow each other to be very emotional and experience that full range of emotions. And in a sense, in that, you tune in to Heart's God, uh, God's heart, I should say, as you listen to one another. So sharing our highs and lows, in a way, is kind of like daily writing a psalm. Right? We praise God a little. We complain a little. We remind ourselves that God's activity is in our lives, whether it's good times or bad times. And then it's a chance to reorient ourselves on a daily basis. Okay, God, thank you. I want to reorient to your way today. So today, Carol and I, we're going to take a look at just a couple of Psalms with you and kind of make a link. Like, what do the Psalms have to do with mission? Specifically, we're going to kind of dive in a bit more into Psalm 100 and Psalm 116. So if you have Bibles or your phone, you can kind of cue those up. And these psalms, they really orient us to a holy God who's awesome, forgiving, loving, and lives among us and in us. And so even that first psalm, Psalm 1, it kind of functions as purposefully as a way to orientate us to reading all of the psalms. Because we do need to be rooted deeply to withstand the highs and the lows that we all experience and to draw really near to the heart of God and that's God's mission in a sense people are more attracted to people who are real if all of the Christian world just put on their best all the time people wouldn't be coming to Christ as much because it's it's fake but there's a reality when you really steep yourself in being a psalm writer um how about yourself? Some of us are music people. I got a chance to talk with John and some others in the, in, in the beginning, and there's lots of musicians here to understand, so maybe some of you have written songs, psalms, or poems, but many of us haven't. But poetry, and poetry in scripture, too, it's a really special way to help us remember things. Like, as we were worshiping this morning, it's like, when a poem is put to music, you remember the words. And it kind of clicks with us. And the, the writers of the Bible knew that. So there's lots of poetry as you go through the scriptures. And it just makes it memorable. And it's not about facts and data. Usually, psalms or poems or lyrics are about kind of emotion, rawness, rhythm. It's an art. And it's just putting words in just the right order. And so just a heads up. By the end of the service today, we're going to ask all of us, whether it's on your phone or you grabbed a pen when you came in or have a piece of paper or you want to write on your hand, we're going to see if all of us can just put together a four-line psalm today. So there you go. There's a test at the end of this. but It's very simple. We've done this before, and it only takes about two minutes to do it. And it's kind of like singing together. If you get a chance to write a psalm, believe it or not, it's something simple, and it really connects us to the heart of God.
0: Yeah. So the book of Psalms expresses the breadth of emotions, uh, expresses joy and uh, love and grief. It leads us to a place of worship and just deep, deep lament. And as we read uh, the Psalms, they're kind of like they're someone else's prayers. And and we're, we're getting a glimpse into their life and just the, the mountaintops and the valleys of their life. And we can relate to them. We relate to these psalms at a really deep heart level at times. And it, it helps us to actually find words for some of the things that we feel. And sometimes we, we can't express it. But when we read the Psalms, we're like, yes, that's it. You just express exactly what's in my heart. And I think that's just the beauty of the Psalms. And uh, it also reveals to us the character of God. God wants us to be able to worship him and love him and share all those joyful moments with Him. Uh, Him, but he also wants us just to, when we are grieving or struggling, God is saying, Invite me in. Invite me into those moments. Share with me the really dark, bitter things. Because if you open that door and you share all those hard things with me, then I will be able to move in and help you in those dark places to minister to you and reorient you and help you to understand the depth and the the width of God's love for you. So I want to just share with you um, a couple of snapshots uh, of Lloyd and my life over the last couple of months, uh, some highs and some deep, deep lows as well. So I would say the first snapshot was a couple of months ago in May. Lloyd and I had a chance to go to ICOM in Brazil, an ICOM conference in Brazil. And ICOM stands for the International Community of Mennonite Brethren. So there are about 30 Mennonite Brethren conferences around the world. And so at this conference, we got to uh, see So many of our missionaries, but also leaders from all these different conferences, and it was like a family gathering where, you know, you eat together, you share stories, we worship together, pray together. It was just, it was great. It was so good after... Being, everybody being locked down for so many years to be in the same room. And remember, we are friends. We love each other. And we together are the body of Christ. But the best part of this trip was after the conference. We went uh, to the Iguazu Falls. And we went with a group that our group was so diverse. There was a group from Thailand, um, Austria, Colombia, and then us from Canada. And we're speaking all these different languages. We're traveling together, figuring out how to communicate. And it was complicated, but it was super fun. But when we got to the falls, we all began to speak the same language. We were in awe and wonder of god 's incredible creation. We were brought to our knees and worship just understanding this is this is a picture of who God is, so the falls um, they are both on the Brazilian side and the Argentinian side of the border. They stretch for about three kilometers. I think there are 275 uh, vertical drops. So it's just phenomenal. And both Argentina and Brazil have built all these pathways that lead you. So we spent two days wandering around these falls together, and they lead you right up beside and kind of in amongst the falls. It is just truly amazing. And as we walked around together, we worshiped together. We, we just lifted up our praises and just acknowledging the, how majestic our God is. It just gave us this little glimpse. And so a couple of psalms that just kept running through my mind as we were walking around the falls was Psalm 42, just this one verse, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. And it was like the spirit of God was calling us from the depths of our soul to worship him. To worship him and let all the, the, the trauma in some ways from the last few years just to wash Wash over us and wash away. Help us to refocus and reimagine what it is to walk together with our Heavenly Father. Psalm 100. I love this. It's in the message. It's a little bit different language. The first line says, on your feet now, applaud God. And when you're in an environment like that, just amongst God's creation, sometimes you just have to say it. On your feet now, let's applaud God. He is amazing. My heart just bursts with love. My heart just bursts with the presence of God in a moment like that. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence. Know this. God is God and God, God. He made us. He made us. We didn't make him. We're his people, his well-tended sheep. Enter with a password. Thank you. Enter with a password, thank you. Make yourselves at home, talking praise. Thank him, worship him. For God is sheer beauty. All generous in love, loyal always and ever. God is sheer beauty. It's almost sometimes too much to take in. When you're taking, I think so many of us connect with God in nature. And because you get to be surrounded by God's creation, we connect with God during worship. And sometimes the presence of God is almost too great to take in. And I'm drawn to Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3, where he says, Take in the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. And I ask him with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love, reach out, experience the breath, test its length, plumb the depths, rise to the heights, live full lives in the fullness of God. I feel like we face many impossible situations every day. But when we walk with a God our majestic, incredible God. And we invite him into every part of our lives. We get to experience him moving and transforming us and transforming everyone around us.
1: And the psalmist also laments. Uh, I, the very first picture we had was of a mother and uh, a daughter. Uh, mom was kind of crying. The daughter was smiling. And it's a very recent picture from Ukraine where uh, mom and a daughter were reunited. Yeah, thank you for putting it up there. And it just kind of, it's real life, right? Like, we're in Ukraine. Uh, the mother, the stories on our website at multiply.net under stories. Um, for sure lost her son who was in the military. And thought she had lost her daughter. And they got reunited in the eastern part of Ukraine. And uh, this is one of, our, one of our church families there. And so it's like praising God and lamenting all at the same time. One child gone, one child back together with mom again. Um, lament means a passionate expression of sorrow or grief. And my question is, how is expressing sorrow and grief missional? You know, God is really personal. Sent Jesus to share life with us, to walk with us, to show us God's love, God's forgiveness, God's kingdom coming, but to be with us through the highs and the lows. It's very personal. And if we like it or not, the church tends to grow during the valleys. And We've learned this a lot in Multiply, like in Laos, China, recently in Myanmar, to Grey Province in Ethiopia... And now in Ukraine, the churches are growing uh, under times of suffering. We have 20 churches in Ukraine right now. And many people have definitely moved to the east or gone to Poland. But the ones that have remained there, they are going deep in their roots of faith. And others are coming to the church during this time. So to lament um, openly with God is actually the Jesus way. To just lament with Jesus. And if you think about it... Jesus quoted uh, Psalm 22 on the cross. So here he is. Some of his last words were, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. The first lines of Psalm 22. So had God forsaken him? No. But everybody that would have been watching the crucifixion, the disciples, the Pharisees, these people have studied the scriptures. They would have had the Psalms memorized, and they would have gone... (gasps) We know where this psalm ends. We know where he's going. So he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But the psalm ends with these words. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. So he actually is quoting a psalm that says, I'm doing this. I'm fulfilling scripture right now. And our translation says he has done it. Jesus at the time even updated it a bit. It's finished. He put it into the present tense. Jesus' lament on the cross was just to remind us God is fulfilling his promises, even in these really, really hard times.
0: So just another snapshot of our recent journey is um, in May, we We had all five of our... um, uh we had we have offices five offices across north america and for the first time in 3 years we all gathered together and we were together for 4 days which was just it was once again you know just gathering together uh, and uh building relationship. But one of the most significant parts of that was that Philip and Robin Serez joined us for two days of this retreat. And lots has changed in Phil and Robin's uh, lives over the last two years. Phil um, was diagnosed with ALS. And ALS has taken Phil's ability to speak. And paralysis is slowly taking over different parts of his body. And he's Um, still able to walk, but very unstable. And so it's been difficult to see the frailty of his physical body. And there's a deep grieving, there's a deep lament in this journey. And Lloyd and I have uh, worked with Phil for the last 20 years. He was the one that started the SOAR program back in the 90s. And uh, he is just, he called us into ministry, saw stuff in Lloyd and I that we didn't even know was there. And this is a guy that loves life. And this picture that you see on the screen, he's a guy that just loves to worship. And this is such a common picture of his arms just spread out in worship and just reaching out and experiencing the breath of who God is. Um, and so. It's difficult to be in this moment with him. And Phil is now able just to communicate through a computer. So he types in and it speaks out to us. And so he was just saying to us how it's in this journey that he is experiencing an intimacy with the Holy Spirit that he's never experienced before in his life. And he says, it's really hard. But God is meeting him in the really, really hard moments. And... um so it just makes me think of Psalm 23 and verse 4, where even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And Phil is walking through the darkest valley. But he's experiencing the comfort of God in this moment as well. And... Um, so the Holy Spirit is Philip's closest companion on this journey, teaching Philip to rely on him, to trust him for every step, for every breath, and just for every moment. And so in many ways, it was just a privilege to be together. And Psalm 116 has just been a significant psalm for Phil, um, Uh, that he's been leaning into and it reveals i think the journey of lament and i'm only going to read the first six verses but i want to encourage you read the entire psalm and as you read it pray for phil i don't know how many of you know him but he's in an interesting journey so psalm 116 I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. So before Phil and Robin left our retreat, they invited us as a team to gather around them and pray for healing. And so we did. We gathered and called out to God, knowing that God, God has all power in heaven and on earth to completely restore Philip's physical body. This was a holy moment for all of us in the room. We recognized the presence of God amongst us just in a really significant way. And God didn't heal Philip's physical body that day, but he gave Phil and Robin the courage to continue on this journey, walking with Jesus, wherever it is that he leads them. And this holy moment helped helped each one of us in that room just to become more aware of our own brokenness, aware of our own need for healing. Um, By Phil and Robin asking us, inviting us to pray for him, pray for them, it was like we were being invited into that same intimacy that Phil and Robin are experiencing with the Holy Spirit. And we we will never be the same after that. We spent two hours gathered together seeking God, praying, trusting him for what's next. And God, it's just, beautiful the way God works, but he just turned that prayer time just from individual to individual to individual. He was bringing healing. He was bringing healing because we were inviting God into the most difficult, challenging parts of our lives. He works in beautiful and mysterious ways.
1: Yeah. Uh, they actually are doing a SOAR program right now, and we just saw online that Bill tried to do some teaching, and it's, for me, it's kind of hilarious. He's a very funny guy, but it's, yes. he uh, can only go, uh, that's all that comes out, but his daughter can interpret it, and so she interprets while he's going, ah. Uh, and sometimes he uses a computer because he can kind of peck at it, but he's a funny guy. He uses Stephen Hawking's voice to speak to everybody, too, so... Anyways, he's a fun guy. Uh, At this time, I'd invite you to get out your phones or a piece of paper. If you grabbed a pen, we're going to do an activity together. And so if you're uh, red light at home too, get a piece of paper, get your phone out or computer, and let's do an exercise together. Uh, Carol and I, we've been facilitating mission training for, oh, I don't know, two decades at least. And one of the things that we do in, in addition to the highs and lows is lots of what we call debrief, processing processing the mission, processing what's going on, taking a look at scripture, taking a look at what's happened in our day, applying it, being intentional. And like I said before, one of the simple ways to do that is highs and lows. And recognizing God's involvement in your life is a spiritual discipline for life. So what I want you to do is just take some time right now to think about the last week, okay? And just really quick, what are the highs and lows of my last week? Or if you want to, what's the highs and lows of the last season? It's been quite the season, so you can uh, you know, have those things come to mind. And so we're all psalmists here this morning. So what I want you to do is, it's just a quick brainstorming session. And if you look at uh, the example on this screen, what I want us to do is really simple, just four lines. Line one, just an intimate address. Like something to just, you're, you're talking to God. And then line two, you have full permission. No one else is going to read this. Complain. Just let God have it. He can take it. And then line three, make a request. Come on, God. Come forward. And then line four, a new orientation. Okay, so the first example I've given you is me in Denver. Wilson used to be a pastor here. Him and I went fishing uh, three weeks ago, and we wrote this psalm together after we got back. God of creation, I caught no fish. To my kayak tomorrow, I'll praise you forever. Okay, so it's a funny example. But maybe another one might be someone like our age. It's like, Daddy, Abba, Father, my children have walked away from you. Love them, hold them, call them back to yourself. You love our children more than I can imagine. Okay, So think about your week. Band, come on up, and uh, they're going to just... Provide a little bit of music and then do it. Like, don't just look at me. Do it. This is homework time. I used to be a teacher, okay? So I'll, I'll check on you. Next week, when you come for worship at seven uh, p.m. Sunday, or for the blanket exercise Saturday, just sneak over to me and just show me on your phone your psalm. We
0: right? would love, We'd love
1: to read to your am Actually, putting a bit of a collection together. Yeah. So let me pray as the band uh, is going to play a little bit, giving us two minutes to do this, and I want you to do it. So Lord, we just want to thank you for the gift of your psalms. I pray that you help us all to dive in, to be just buried in them in the next week. And Lord, as we write right now, open up our hearts and our minds to be honest with you as our missionary preparation for the divine appointments you have for us this week. Amen. Amen.